0: Hey, it's Andrew McNair, back with another episode Ooh. of the Fox. Oh, Can I at least do the intro?
1: Oh, right. <laughs> do you know who came up to me this week? Um, Ruben Hunter. Ruben. He- Big shout out to Big Rubes. Yeah, he's our he's pastor.
2: as uh, chaplain or something. Chaplain
1: of the club. Really, really nice guy. Loves the podcast. Got a hell of a pair of Boots? Boots. Great boots. Right. So he's not what a chaplain, and no disrespect, Ruben, you're listening. You think a is going to wear the full stash that a chaplain would wear. What do chaplains wear? A very normal guy, quite trendy looking. And he said, "Ask uh, the superfan about what his day job is. What is your day job, superfan? Um, I work in PR. Who for?
0: Russia Today, Russia Today PR. Russia Today. He's a spy. PR. He's a spy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a spy. That's my day job. We have to pay the bills, eh? You're infiltrating the rugby
3: world, pretending to be interested in Ulster rugby and super fan, but you're actually a Russian spy.
1: That's why you know fuck all It'd about be, rugby. <laughs> it
3: will be dead, mate. He'll be dead. <laughs> him two months he I'll be gone. assassinated
0: because I'm shit at being a spy I, don't know, I know nothing <laughs> about rugby do you have to go to Russia with your job I've never been to
1: Russia oh never my god Russia. this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> he's a joke a super fan of rugby that's <laughs> never watches rugby and he works for Russia Today a media platform but he's never been to Russia uh, Right. Like anyway, Scotland and not, not being Scottish so you're you not Jim? Oh, I am oh, okay.
0: Scottish legend anyway uh, so as usual we're brought to you by the rugbypass.com um, it's the live streaming and content platform uh, for all your news and opinion. If you're travelling or living in Asia, you can watch all the latest games, including Super Rugby, Premiership, Top 14, and Internationals. Uh, so give them a follow on social media, and if you sign up, use the code RugbyPod, all one word, for 25% off, and you can keep up to date with all the goings-on in the rugby world while you're in Asia. Bargain.
3: Good, good on Rugby Pass. Like him. Bargain. Good lads. Uh, so, guys, how's it going? Any news? Yeah, good week, actually. Worked really hard in the office couple of comms at the weekend. Jim, what about your week? Anything interesting for us?
1: Well, I played yesterday. I'm absolutely fucking ball-bagged today. <laughs> I'll be honest. How is the well? Empty. It's got See, I had two weeks empty. off. You know what? It was slightly hotter yesterday. Lovely Sun's out. It?
2: Gun's gunt, out. Gun out. Gun. Gun. Sun's out. Gun out.
1: Bit of heat. I'm fucked. Like, absolutely Str- fucked. Struggle street. And I thought to myself... I I, I burnt the candle last week a little bit. I was like, I went to a few different events, a couple of charity events. I can tell a a story about one of them, which is quite hilarious. Do you want to hear it now? Yes, Yes. let's go. So, why I was so tired. So, I had Neil deCotte's testimonial Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant, brilliant occasion. Uh, Made a shitload of money. He'll never need to work again. Good on him. Uh, They made some serious money and a lot of it, not a lot of it, some of it. I don't know how the testimonials work. Um, It's going to the J9 Foundation. They showed a VT, mate. It was absolutely amazing. Anyway, on to. uh, the not so serious stuff and then I I got invited um, through a mate of mine to go to a boxing event a boxing charity do never been to one in my life do you have a go? big boxing fan huh? do you have a go? did you you get the sponge fist out? this is the thing sponge fist so here we go so get there I have no idea I thought I'd just be on a table mingling with like some normal people no no you're on the top table in the Hilton in London I'm sat next to Tyson Fury Yes. So he's like the he's like the proper gypsy you, do, yeah, is it? He's like the guest thing. Oh, mate, he's twenty-eight stone. Is he? You've never seen someone so big in your life. Next thing, they're setting up the boxing ring. There's apparently going to be a couple of semi-pro fights on or something, raise a bit of money for charity. Next thing, the organiser steps up. Looked like Mike Tyndall actually. What well, nose everywhere? Nose everywhere. <laughs> it was mongrel mob there. He's like, the, the fights aren't on the hotel. Not my problem. But the hotel, they're not, they're not, they're not having it. There's no fights but we've got a special treat for you tonight. We've got a rugby legend, rugby royalty in the building. And, like, it's a boxing event. There's only one rugby royalty. Uh, there you go. That yeah. is Mike Tindall. Exactly. <laughs> it looks like him. And like, He looks around to me. Obviously, there's chance of, ooh, yeah, ooh, So he introduces you and you're getting hammered. Getting hammered? Yeah. So next thing, the, the Knights go in, but people are pissed off because there's no fight. They, they want to see blood. Next thing... Comes up to me, oh, are you okay to say a few words? <laughs> All right, why not? Thanks for having me. And so... Still, who are you? Who get are up there, you? no one is listening. So I, I give it the... Like, Standard. I, yeah. <laughs> so I'm quite recent into this media stuff, and I thought, well, tell a couple of stories that have gone down well on the rugby pod maybe. So i get up there, I give this bit of spill, which I thought might use for my after-dinner speaking if it ever takes off. How you doing? Apologies for everyone out there who can't understand my <laughs> broad Scottish accent. Hey, capital of Coventry. No capital one, of Scotland, Coventry. No one gets it. No one laughed. <laughs> <laughs> then I, you laughed. And then I, I, my second part was f- uh, apologies for the 99% of you people that have no fucking idea who I am. No one laughed. <laughs> so then I went to tell them a little bit about my my, uh, my history as a rugby player. 63, caps of Scotland. More red cards than wins. <laughs> no one laughed. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm literally like, what the fuck's going on? So, I went on to tell the Noel Edmonds story about tum- me spooning him on Monica. Tumbleweed everywhere, was it? Mate. No one was listening. Yeah. Next thing, chairs are flying. <laughs> it's all kicked in off. Your in your or? Well, we'll say they were. Yeah, I'm batting them off. <laughs> Halfway through the story, no one's clapping, no one's listening. Go and sit down. Absolute shit sandwich. What was it? <laughs> Man, it's fucking thousands of people there. It's just fuming it's the,
2: the entertainment fuming. So, of the night. So, it's all kicking Jim off. Hamilton.
1: And Tyson Fury stands up. Hey, 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 hey! Who's fire here? I'm the fire. I'm the best. Then starts whipping a song out, and he got the crowd going. He got the crowd going a bit. Very nice guy, though. Is he? But yeah, I was fucked at the weekend. Maybe that has something to do with it. So you, you didn't fancy getting? In the, was there a ring there? There was a ring, but they weren't allowed to box. Why? Uh, insurance purposes. I, I would have had a gig. Why would you set up an event and oh. then cut it? Till you don't... Mate, the world has gone PC mad, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I've no idea. So I, I, you know, it'd be one of them like insurance uh, and all that. Crap to do with health and safety. I would you Would you have?
3: Snatch. Would you to go on uh, Tyson Fury?
1: I don't know. He can bang.
3: <laughs> he can bang, and your sponge fists you, are going yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Would you
1: do it for the entertainment? Like I do it for the. I do. I tell you what. I do. Uh, a like better, one rind. I do a better job than that. Fraudley Harrison did against Fraudley I, Harrison in that, that fight.
3: <laughs> that was a proper street fight. That wasn't it. Fraudly. He <laughs> didn't do anything. They're just haymakers. Like not decent haymakers. Pardon the pun, but it was just throwing anything and everything it was like a street brawl outside Icon Diva in Cov what were are you on about? Haymaker against uh, what's his name? Fraudley Harrison
2: right this, is a, this is a rugby podcast a right go. Go. so I'm <laughs>
1: talking about
0: David Haymaker oh Haymaker let's, let's, let's get back on topic um, we're, we're delighted to have a bit of a Aussie legend on the show this week um, he's coached the Brumbies Munster and more recently Gloucester although we just missed big Jim Hamilton uh, it is of course Laurie Fisher welcome to the show
2: Laurie oh, thank you very much How's it going? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm cruising all right.
1: So, uh, Laurie, Laurie <laughs> this is Jim Hamilton, mate. How you doing? I'm I'm glad hey, I'm glad you've come on the show. That's An- Andrew McNair is our host tonight, the super fan, and he obviously uh-huh. has no idea. That you're not a Gloucester anymore. Wikipedia
0: so. says you're still a Gloucester. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sacked!
3: You're sacked in the morning. <laughs>
0: oh Andy, sorry, That's Laurie. He's sorry, on d- he's on a
2: we different planet, that. isn't he? Mate,
3: we've got an absolute amateur looking after us tonight. Sorry about that. How are you, mate? How is? Uh, you're still. In, you're in Cheltenham, are you? Or Gloucester, whereabouts? Well, I'm,
2: mean, you know, in, in Cheltenham. Yeah, another, another month or so, mate.
3: Yeah. And how? Uh, obviously, you know, let's let's just get, cut to the, the chase. Really, that tweet that you put out after the Quinns game. You obviously made your decision, um, frustrated with the players, etc., and, and thought it was time to move on. Do yeah. we read into that tweet too much, or was that
2: obviously? Oh no, well, no that, that, that's that's part of it, but it, it, it's it's not the full story. Like I, I would like to, to to done the year out and 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 finish the season, but uh, but that wasn't to be. But I, I, it was a frustrating year. Like, geez, we've thrown away, I reckon, fifteen log points in in. Rubbish endings to games, and you know I think we've had six, six free try games and ample opportunities to score four, and just not finding a way to get forward. And it's it's, it's been you know I'm, my family's back in Australia, so if if you if you're struggling work wise and you've got no family, it just sort of closes in on you.
3: Yeah, it does. Obviously, on that you know I've done a fair bit of coverage of Gloucester this year in in uh, on the in the Premiership, and yep. I sit there and I, I see people like James Hook, Billy Twelve Trees. Greg Laidlaw, Scotland captain, and certain games, how the leadership on the field with those guys knocking around with all their experience, it's got to fall at their feet, hasn't it? The leadership hasn't been on the field at the right times to close out games. Gloucester fans must be livid with how the senior players have controlled it.
2: Well, we've had some disappointing back ends the game. Uh, and that's for sure. Look, I think everybody's got to take part of the responsibility. So uh, I guess we've got to make sure we've got the right people on the field at at the end of games. We've got to make sure we give them the right information and and they've obviously got to step up and do their job. And I think uh, it's been a disappointing combination of all to to, to not be able to get the results that we've worked pretty hard to get.
1: Hey, Laurie, I probably can't comment too much because I'm I'm still a player, but I'm I'm still a big Gloucester fan. And even when I played at Gloucester, there was still issues around that. It was just... I couldn't quite put my finger on it, whether it was culture, whether or not it was you know, off the field, you know, the constant change of coaches. But having played against you guys, lost against lost against Gloucester and watched closely the performances, I've, I've still got guys that I know playing. I actually think some of the rugby you guys have played has been brilliant. So it's not a performance per se because the performances are good. It's the winning games which are ultimately in the premiership is, is what it's about.
2: Well, that's it. And, and that probably then comes down to 80 minutes of consistency, doesn't it? Where yeah, look, I'm. I'm, I'm you know, watch watch you guys play yesterday, and and you know to be able to go back to to set piece, to be able to to, to trust in your defence for the whole game, be able to make good decisions on on kick or run, and well, we play a lot of good football, but I think in the Premiership, if you if you once you lose momentum in a game, it's hard to get back. It's probably not so bad if you if you're dusty in the first half, but if you've lost momentum with ten to go. And and that's what kills us. We tend to, we've just filed it too many times. It's certainly not a conditioning thing. It really is just a, just an ability to, to calm down, make good decisions. Uh, Fifteen blokes on the same page, and just dog, you know, dog out a win that you've worked hard to try and set yourself up for. So, it, look, if I knew the answer, I'd stay. And and that's part of the thing. I just I'm i scratching my head thinking, Jesus, we look. Like, what is the answer? I just don't have it.
3: Yeah, it's bizarre. But obviously. Um... A lot of chat in the press this year about the takeover from Mohamed Al trad and uh, various different coaches being thrown into the mix because he's French. How how much were you kept in the loop as coaches and how much did it sort of unsettle the squad or not unsettle the squad as it may be?
2: Look, I, I think you'd know that it, it, it's really it's not an unsettling factor at all that, that uh, when the players are good, they turn up, they work, they work hard, uh, they do their job. I, I think we've been kept in the picture of, of what's happening. I, I think the... The long-term benefit of it is, is obviously the injection of money, which enables you to to maybe complete right at the top end, um, uh, squad-wise, and 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 and, and uh, also to, to put into development programs, make your academies red hot. So that'll be the long-term benefit if, if it if it happens. And uh, so it hasn't been a distraction, uh, but it would. It's always nice to have those things finalised as, as soon as you can.
1: Mate, good stuff. Laurie. Uh what are you up to now? Are you so you hanging around for a bit, and then you you going back to Australia? What's the what's the next step? Yeah, for you? yeah
2: that, That's the pair. Look, I'm I'm uh, hunting down some jobs at the moment, so I've I've, I've put some. Uh, I've spoken to a few people back in Australia in 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 different uh, rugby places there, and uh, I've had some conversations in Japan, and and had a couple of conversations. Uh, through the premiership so I, I, I don't know what it'll be at the moment but yeah I'll get home I'll see the family uh and then uh Chase will move to the next opportunity
3: no oh, nice if you need a, an overweight goal kicking coach mate I'm uh, perhaps your man at 10 not to play oh, really?
2: obviously Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate you've done it before mate I mean don't close the door.
3: Uh, no, I'm, I'm all done, mate. The body's given up. But coaching brain, maybe. Hey,
2: <laughs> mate, 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 uh, mate. Right, look, yeah. look, look, maybe they change the law We can just come on and kick, mate.
1: That'd be nice. Mate, if the Aussies want a maul as well, not a lot of running, <laughs> Okay, come over and do some mauls.
2: <laughs> mate, you were photobombing like a champion yesterday, mate. I, was, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that, mate. Exactly. You were deliberately standing behind Brad Barrett.
1: I was, mate. Any profile's good profile, mate. That's, that's yeah, me now. Yeah. That's where and I'm And I'll
2: at tell now. you what, he was making you look good.
1: He was. Oh, he's not. He's not. He's not, he's not a pretty man. No, Brad, Barrow. His face yeah. is everywhere, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Good bloke. Uh, so yeah. tell us,
0: tell us this, Laurie. Is there anything that we should know about Jim that you've picked up from being around the players at Gloucester and stuff?
2: Look, I, I'm amazed how many people speak so well of him. It's, uh, oh, gee, so am yeah. I. So am I. <laughs> 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 yeah. But uh, look, I, I, yeah, I've heard a couple of stories which I, I really don't think I can tell. Uh, anything in, goes on there. Come on, Laurie, <laughs> anything goes. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just have to have to keep that. I'll, yes, I might see. I might see Jim in a dark alley one day. And that'll be the end of me. <laughs> no, mate, he's soft as fuck. Come Is on.
1: Uh, <laughs> thank you for that, Laurie. I'll buy you a beer next time I see you, mate. So one uh, thing I do have
0: luck. to one thing I do have to ask you, Laurie. What's the story about the fishing hat? Was it fashion or functional?
2: This i like a very fair skin, mate. So I, I, I'm looking. You know, yeah, back to my, my, my cricket days, you know, when I was a uh, you know, handy little leg spinner and uh, always, always had the big hat to the sun off. And as you know, rugby in Australia is almost a summer sport these days. It's it, uh, all your all your pre-season work done in, in 35, 40 degrees in, in November, December, January. So it's uh, you, you've got to get as much coverage as you can. And, and plus, it looks good. So yeah, it looks uh, sharp. You know, yeah, like it looks yeah. sharp, mate. Uh, well, yeah,
3: obviously the sunshine in Gloucester and, and Cheltenham—that's pretty strong down there, isn't it? As well.
2: Well, you just can't be too careful. <laughs>
0: um, what were the circumstances around you leaving Gloucester?
2: Uh, well, I sort of uh, indicated in a uh, in some social media that I was—I uh, thought some fresh eyes might be needed to, to take the club forward. That would, and uh, and they took me my word, which is fair enough.
1: Well, I like that, Laurie. I think that you know. That, that is the power of social media, the power of having your own voice. And you're active on social media, you've worked extremely hard and, and you may as well go out in your own way. That's what well, I saying Well, at least you're
2: in, you're in control of the situation uh, in a way. So, uh, And, and a, a lot of the time you spend you spend your life not in control of the situation. So, Of course. It's an it's opportunity to be on the front foot. I love it.
0: Well, Laurie, uh, it was great having you on and thank you so much for giving us your time.
2: Cool. You all cleared up now on on what's happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just about, mate, you know, We're going to abuse him now. Yeah, you have no idea that. what's going to happen now. Like, thank you very much, Laurie. All the best. Cheers, Laurie. Safe, trip,
1: safe trip. back, uh, Laurie. Cheers, bud. Lovely to chat. Bye bye. Cheers, mate.
0: All right, go on. Oh
3: my god. What the? F- <laughs> what the devil? Uh, yeah, Laurie. Uh, how is Gloucester? I've, ju- I've just looked on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's sacked. He's got. He's got he's gone. He's gone, mate.
0: He's gone. Do you want to hear some social media questions? Are they real?
3: They're probably wrong. Laurie, how oh, is Gloucester? What the heck are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have genuine, some respect.
0: This, uh, I, I apologise to I, you
1: personally. I think Wikipedia is a month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, okay. Social media. Um, a lad called Chris uh, says, "Can you boys see yourselves coaching in the future? And if so, is there a team that you would never go to?" Oh,
3: could I? Well, mate, there's no team I'll never like a, go to. Like a, a top look, look, team that you would never go to. Look at my club career in terms of all the clubs I've played. I'd go anywhere. I would. Would, um, would you coach? I, don't, I coach a school team at the minute, Burkhamstead School. Good school, yeah, really good school. We beat the national champions by forty at Allianz Park this year, which okay. was nice. But we got knocked out in the national cup as well, so mm. kind of works way. Um, oh, listen, at the minute, I'm I I'm enjoying the media work, um, coaching, as we've seen, and, and we'll touch on it in a minute with the Aaron Major situation and uh, obviously Laurie Fisher there. It's such a, which I think of the word it's t- such a high pressure job now, um, and when you've got family and when you've got um, you know, things to plan for, etc. and you've got kids in school, as you know, Jim. Mm. You know, coaching careers, the span, the max span now, I reckon, is about five years if you've done well, isn't it, at one, at
1: one yeah. club? Especially, especially now, you know, it's become more and more professional, less less loyalty in the game, more, more and more money. For me personally, I don't know, it's difficult, isn't it, because it's all well and good saying, I'm not going to coach at the highest level, I'm not going to do this or that, but... For me, where I stand mentally at the minute, I'd I'd like a break. I think after I finish, um, when's like, that break
3: coming? When's the, what? When's the, when's the break? Can we got another well, year? I've got I've
1: got uh, June off.
3: Another, another,
1: right, okay, yeah. I've got June off um, <laughs> until, until
3: when? June until just
1: June? <sighs> I've no idea. There we I go. Don't know. It depends. What we'll see. But uh, no. Um, in, in terms of yeah, so I think me and Goody have both said there that we're not keen to coach at the highest level just yet. But you never know.
3: I think you've also got to have a pathway to it. You can't. There's not many people that have finished playing, gone straight into a a top coaching job, and have succeeded for year on year on year. It's it's very difficult, and you've got to have. I you know when I was coming to the end of my playing days, I talked um, uh, to my agent quite a lot, and he talked. He said you need to find out, you need to get an education of coaching because it's not it's not comparable just to have a reasonable rugby career. And I'm not saying that Jim or I set the world alight as players. We've had reasonable careers. Some days good, some days not so good, but it doesn't necessarily equate to being a really good coach. Um, So you have to put time and effort in and, 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 you know, spend time with academy boys, bringing them through, perhaps learn that way. Look at Brett Deacon now. You know, he's done really well as the the Leicester defence coach over the last few weeks, but his grounding was in the academy. So you can't, I think it's very difficult just to go in, especially for a club you've played for for a long time, just to go straight into the coaching panel Um, because you play with a lot of the guys and that's where they find it difficult.
0: Do you think there's a sense in which um, the contacts that you make over years
1: of playing can help you build a career in coaching? Yeah, you can, but... I'd... Yeah, for in in, in, the, in the short term to get yeah. a job, but I think... It's results-driven, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think you look at, as well, the coaches in the game. Now, so I'm trying to think of players that have recently come out of the game, superstars, O'Driscoll, O'Connell, Wilkinson's doing a little bit, but these top, top players don't don't just go into coaching. Just like Goody said, just because even if you've been a world-class player, you, you don't just walk into coaching, do no. you? A lot of it... Is people who studied the game as a player, who played maybe in key positions like Hooker, who understand the scrum, understand the line out, understand defence. But like Goody said, just because you've been a good player, a great player, an average player, doesn't give you the right there there is so much more behind coaching.
0: Like you were saying last week about Borthwick being an expert in the line outs, you know, taking that expertise forward into Well he he's an exception,
1: but if, you know but he, he's mm,
3: always been an, uh, there you go. The both knows, yeah. as we called him. Yeah. He's he's a he's a quality bloke as dull as they come when it comes to having a beer but unbelievably driven to rip any line out to pieces learn about it um spend time educating himself and he did it he basically
1: coached all the way through his career on line outs didn't he well that's that's what he did you look at him would you have said that and this is no disrespect to steve Borthwood because i'm a big fan of his he'd probably be the first to say he wasn't the most athletic and he probably wasn't anywhere near you know one of the best players on the pitch but like goody said he had that um, x-factor of the line-out. So he coached the line-out, he coached himself, he coached the players around him. So it was a na- natural transition mm, yeah. for him. So he's, he's a one-off. But he's
3: also spent a lot of time in, you know, spent a lower level, and you call it a lower level, but Japan.
1: The Academy at The Academy and, at you
3: know, Saracens did, yeah. Saracen did a load of that. So he's had a bit of grounding. And then Eddie Jones, he was going to Bristol as forwards coach, wasn't he? So his progression was going up and up in terms of intensity. And then obviously Timing. he was going to Bristol. Boom, Eddie Jones takes him to England and he's done... You know, he's lost one game as a forwards coach, hasn't he? So he, he's doing all right. <laughs> Should we lighten it up slightly? Uh, Alex asks, "One player you'd
0: want by your side in a scrap?" Oh, I would have said Jim a few years ago, but absolutely, <laughs> punch fist now. Yeah, apparently <laughs> he was getting
3: chairs chucked at him
0: at the games. When, when, when
1: Jim was twenty, I'd say Jim, but uh, he's a, he's a father now, are not you, Jim? I'm a father. I don't fight at all, but if it comes down to it, oh,
3: uh, I, I tell you, what, i mentioned him. Uh, just before now, he's a really good mate of ours, and it sounds a bit matey, doesn't it? When you say, you call out Brett Deacon, and I remember, I remember this till you know the day I die, watching Brett play. I think it was Gloucester against. Where's
1: Tim out Yeah, him Painer, yeah. And hit him in the neck. So
3: basically, he's playing for Gloucester. Brett's playing for Gloucester. Bit of a scrappy dappy do kicks off, and every when you're having a scrap, you stand up and you basically expect the right, everyone's right to come through, don't you? Yeah. Brett, we called it the hammer, didn't we? Yeah. He's left. He was lefty. He, uppercut. Uppercut. Tim Payne, he didn't know what day it was. So everyone's blocking the hell in. You don't, just, got, you don't in. see it
1: coming, do you? I, I've been in a few scraps with Brett. <laughs> yeah, and that, that hammer come.: bang. Him the, the, he was the finisher. So like, <laughs> he was a very calm individual. And I'll tell one story about him, actually, because he's not allowed out in Leicester anymore. Like Gangster's Paradise. Because well, of Ellie. Well, Ellie, Ellie won't let him. M- Mrs. won't let him as well. <laughs> but she's happy that this happened. So he's out, ends up in the strip goo. The Avery. Avery. In spent so, some time so, in there, haven't we? I, I, I never went in there.
2: <laughs> it's open
1: till six in the morning. Never been, no. Never been, I apparently. Haven't. And uh, what happens? And <laughs> this guy's in there, oh, the Deacons. So they've got a bit of a reputation being tough blokes. They have yeah. him and his brother, Lewis, and his dad. Um, starts, like, pushing Brett around, and Brett walks out. does the, the gentlemanly thing, and walks out. As he's walked out, Gangster's Paradise has jumped down the stairs with a bottle in his hand, and instinctively... Leakes has uppercutted him straight in the jaw knocked him sparkle. clean out, flying in the air. Sparco on the floor. Next thing he's getting a phone call the next day. Do you know what you've done? There's a certain individual that's involved in rugby that I can't say was ringing him saying, you're going to have to pay this guy shit loads of money. I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, I've seen him knock Superman out. Donkey, yeah, is Superman. He had some unbelievable scrap. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to write a book on the scraps of Leicester you'd have to fly kebab away kebab shops you'd have to I was in them
3: but I wasn't fighting uh, you'd have to fly away to a, a live on an island far far away where no one can get you if you wrote that book wouldn't you yeah I would
1: we had a big fight in a kebab shop
0: probably be a money spinner though <laughs> uh, so Willie asks what's the worst forfeit you've ever had to
1: do worst forfeit or like initiation or something like that oh, in um, when I went to New Zealand I had to do initiation uh, there was none of this back of the bus stuff which we had to do I had to down a pint that had raw eggs, beer, Bailey's, a tin of tuna, <laughs> <laughs> and a quarter a quarter can of uh, cat food. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and your breath hasn't improved since.
1: Huh? Oh, exactly. I, Which club I, was this? I, uh, Marist Marist Albion in Christchurch, right. and um, they'd never seen anything like it. Oh, I Just chopped it gone. Talk about that pint chopping with Harry Potter. I've done it doubly quicker quicker than that. Quicker than that. No-one would have beat me on on the cat food pint. Oh, cat food, tuna. tuna, Smashed it. Eggs. Bailey's. Bailey's beer. Delicious. That is nuts. Yeah. That's throw-up
0: material. That's barf material. Anyway, um, so we started talking about the Lions picks last week. Um, Shall we talk maybe about some of the wild cards? Chris Ashton was in the paper today, was in the Telegraph. Is there anyone that you think could maybe be an outside chance to go?
3: I see. Sean Maitland was mentioned today as well.
1: I think he, mate, he is class. You seen how strong he is. Yeah, good bloke as well, indeed. Yeah, he's a lovely bloke. The lovely strength, condition- him, yeah. the strength and conditioners think he's the most athletic player they've seen come through. The They're not looked system. at you, Jim, no. Yeah, they were speaking <laughs> at me. <laughs> <laughs> I come in the robust. I'm in the robust. Different types of fitness, Different isn't it? Different types yeah. of fitness, but like he's strong, strong powerful conf- that see the finish yesterday the opportunist one grubby went through there's no 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 way anyone else is finishing that yeah a decent Sean though for, decent for you boys now having alex
3: cudback fit obviously maitland on one wing ashton on the other yeah people yeah. talking about ashton possibly maitland but wings quite competitive isn't it
1: especially yeah. now north norths come through yeah again, north
3: and... you know played really well for wales towards the back end of the six nations um competitive position i think leon williams goes as well stuart Hogg obviously covering fullback Anthony Watson,
1: mm, Elliot Daly. Uh,
3: we'll Elliot Daly could can cover wing. Um, are there any
0: lads that are based abroad? Maybe that you think would be another oh, show? No, I don't. It is nice to see homegrown players, um, players that are playing yeah, in the I, home th- leagues. I think
3: that, that that ship sailed with yeah, guys that think, are playing in France. Um, I don't. You know, I commentate a fair bit on the top fourteen, and it's you know the league there isn't anywhere near the standard I don't think week to week of the Premiership.
1: Um, maybe a Benderdon. He's probably the only one. I, do, I, I
3: just think wing... You look at the players over there, I, just, I, don't, I don't see any, any of them as way, way better. you Ultimately, you've got to be way, way better and in better shape, form, etc., than any of the boys that have played in the Six Nations. I don't really see anyone from over there. I think Ben Teo, um, as a 12, may go. Um, I think centre's pro- possibly... You look at the whole selection of the squad, I think centre's possibly the weakest area for us in terms of players in form, Um I think Farrell probably plays as a 12 with Sexton at 10. You then start looking at 13s. Uh, does Joseph go? But I think if you want something different, um, Ben Teo is super athletic. He's bloody Get strong, isn't he? On. gets over the game, offloads the whole time, big in D. I think Ben Teo, for someone that's not really been mentioned in terms of frontline international players, obviously he's been on the bench. Um, I think he's got a sniff. So uh, one, one guy, Trevor Morgan, got in touch with us on Twitter and asked...
0: Um, do players receive support or counselling whenever they're hanging up their boots? Because it can be a bit of a difficult transition from playing, from to, playing to
3: retirement. listen, yeah, the RPA, um, which is the the Players Association um, in England, they're fantastic at helping you plan. When you come to the end of your career, they have um, development offices for each club that try and make you a more rounded individual. I know Wasps was a club. They use uh, Chris Bell in that role, ex-player, to help guys come through and, and try and... Enhance the skills that they've learned through rugby, but taking it into the business world and and looking at opportunities when you do retire. Because ultimately, most players retire early thirties, some mid twenties if you you know you get a bad injury or whatever. And it's bloody tough. Um, but yeah, you know there's a lot of people to speak to. We have talked about this before, haven't we? In terms of it takes a quite a big person to put their hand up and say, look, I'm struggling, um, and and they need help. And you need to plan for your your retirement and stuff. Especially because um, it's a very laddish kind of culture. You know, you're know. you essentially in a boys' club for
0: the majority of your career to then come out and then try and open up about
1: yeah, I think difficulties you're having. It is a very current topic in, in sport. But, you know, obviously a, we're in rugby and there's a lot of chats about it. And I'm in that position of I've got to be transitioning over the next You've got so six years, mate. <laughs> a month. <laughs> the next six months, two years. And for me, it's not always necessarily... When you speak to people, it's not always about the finance. It's about who you are. Your identity within the community It's it's no longer going to be Jim the rugby player, Goody the rugby player. It's, you know, who are you now? And you've got to think a lot of the players that start at 17, 18, they go professional. By the time they get to, say, 30, 35, you've had an amazing career. You know, you've got kids. You've got much bigger responsibilities. Um, you know, but you've also got another 20, 30 years of your life in front of you. And I suppose what I'm trying to say is, it's finding that purpose and finding that role that mentally is going to, going to fit with you um, and the longevity of watching your kids grow up and being able, being able to provide for them. Um, very current current topic. And it's great that we're speaking about it. And the thing about it is, every single day someone will come up to me and be like, oh, um, rugby's going well. Uh, what are you doing after rugby? I was having a coffee today in, in my local cafe. So one comes up to me, oh, well, what are you doing after rugby? Every single day, so your life's consumed by it. When you when you know that you're coming towards the end, and I think, like Goody said, you're lucky if you get, if you get towards it at the end of your career and you make that decision yourself. It's the guys that have been injured early on that it kind of hits them straight. So, and I, mean, I think yeah. that
3: you talk about the RPA. They had a have got a campaign about. It's called Lift the Weight. Um, so it's talking about you know Haskell's in there talking about um you know he's had issues and he, you know he, it's good to talk and, and get that weight off your sort of shoulders that you can open up to people there are people to talk to about you know going through a transition it doesn't just have to be a rugby player either this is for any bloke or any woman yeah. um you know in any sort of transition in their life you know it could be you hear about women having babies and then they have uh sort of postnatal depression and things like that rugby players um you have your rugby career and then it comes to an end and all of a sudden you have that m- amazing buzz every weekend of, you know, Jim's obviously on a high yesterday and today after beat Smashing Bath yesterday. Is this um, what is this
1: what a high feels like? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely false. But that's
3: the thing, you know, that, that buzz you get winning and, and having a performance like that, you're in the change rooms afterwards and, you know, you can't replicate that in day-to-day life in a normal job. Um, you know, I'm lucky at the minute I commentated on Leicester against uh, Northampton at the weekend at the Franklin's Gardens and... You get that buzz when you go and commentate on a game and be involved in it that way, but it's you never replicate, you know, kicking points and, and you know... Having a cry, cheering, yeah, exactly. Things, but yeah. that's also part of the preparation, the RPA really helped with that in terms of transitioning. You know, there's a load of players that have been first-choice players in their clubs, and then all of a sudden someone else comes through and you're now a second-choice player or a third-choice player, and that's mentally really tough as well. It's not just coming to the end of your career, it's dealing with different aspects of, of getting picked, getting dropped contract time moving your family etc there's so many things that you can talk about and I think people just seem to label this lift the weight kind of thing at the end of your career when you've finished and retired but actually there's so many times throughout your career that you need help along the way as well and um, you know it doesn't just replicate itself in rugby Um, it's you know across across life as well mental health is a real issue in in life and um, you know the more people that open up and talk to people the better because I seriously believe when you finish or when you have issues, the more you talk about them, the easier it gets. Um, so our next segment
0: um, is brought to you by folk dot com, who match up businesses and local investors in the community. Um, they're all about helping businesses crack on, and it's a great alternative to a bank. So go and check them out um, at folk dot com, and let them know that you heard about them through the rugby pod, because they, every week, help us bring the good,
3: the bad and the ugly. Yeah, there's been some good rugby, hasn't there? Jim's looking absolutely flat. <laughs> <from the weekend, laughs> Saracens, what a performance that was! We'll talk about Saracens. They were pretty untouchable at times. That try, Alex Guse try, um, potentially try the season. I think every player in that team, bar Jim, touched the ball at some point. And, uh, and it was a what was it, 70, 80 meters try on?
1: Was I on at that one? Yeah. Well, who knows? 65. What'd you get? 65 Yeah, minutes I got you? 65. Game was won. Yeah. Bonus point. Get the best players off, <laughs> <laughs> but
3: listen I, Hey, those last fifteen minutes, you scored about three tries, didn't you?
1: They, Bath so you, just imploded. You go know. off,
3: and there we go. Yeah, what, what happened to Bath?
1: They just, I don't know. I, you look at the, the the bench that we brought on compared to theirs, I think, and the fact that the game was lost, and that's probably the undoing of Bath. Mm. Is they've just they just imploded. Yeah. They, they started while well, the game was a difficult game to start with. It was quite well matched, but like you say, you you look at the players that we brought back in. You know, the Vunapolas are now fit again. Owen Farrell's back, mm. like, unbelievable. Maitland is fully fit again. Alex Goode, who's one of the best 15s in the world. Hata, Hatoji. 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 Hatoji's there. Rolling the roost in the line-out. We're just a, a good team. I think, look at the performance, I don't think the coaches were amazingly happy with how we played in the first half, but to win... What was the final score? 53-10 Fifty-three ten. Yeah, fifty-three <laughs> ten. You're that's worse a,
0: than me, mate. You were actually there. No, no. I, I, I knew the Laurie, I knew key, Laurie Fisher it? was gone. Um,
3: <laughs> so yeah, Saracens obviously absolutely fantastic. Um, Harlequins as well. They've got you talk about getting your first team back together. Um, you know, obviously Saracens going into the Champions Cup quarter final this week against Glasgow. It's good to have Billy and, and Mako and Owen back in the mix. And you know, Brad was at twelve. Jim was dominating the lineouts. So, Tarrison's not good, but equally Quinns, who are in a very different position. They've got to probably win the rest of their games to A, qualify in the top six, to guarantee that because it's so tight in there, but also outside chance they could push for top four. But they've got Mike Brown came back and actually had a really good game for Quinns. Chris Robshaw came back from injury his first game. He played really well, and they absolutely spanked my old team, Newcastle.
1: Newcastle were winning, weren't they, at the
3: beginning? Yeah, yeah, so Quinns were good. The Quinns were good. Treviso, I've given Italian rugby an absolute spanking on this, this season. So we're going to talk about Treviso being good. They beat Ospreys in the Pro 12, that terrible league. But fair play to them. <laughs> yeah, you to can't get help yourself, with, can you? No, I can't. Ospreys, right up near the top of the league, um, mm. went over to Treviso. So you've got to give a tip of the hat to Treviso. And then you go to France. La Rochelle, top in the top 14. I think they're nine points clear. They beat Poe away from home. Are they? Yeah. Oh, is it more or is it less? To... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen much of the <laughs> so top 14. La, La Rochelle, top of the top 14. Um, no one would have predicted that. Claremont have had a little mini slide um, in second position. Mont- What's the top four? La Rochelle top, Claremont second, Montpellier third. I don't know who's fourth. I, mean, what, I had a feeling it was Poe, but they lost at the weekend. Mate,
1: unbelievable yeah.
3: Um, so there so we go they, so, but you, you don't yeah. rate that league anymore you think it slipped? no I don't think it's not I don't rate it listen the big teams will will be yeah. good I think the the only two French teams left in three French teams left in the quarters aren't they? Toulon, Clermont and Toulon, Clermont and Toulouse yeah. Toulouse have got absolutely no chance over in Munster Toulon play Clermont away is it I think in the in the yeah, final yeah. so back Clermont there uh, Clermont are a fantastic team they've got every chance of winning it um, this year along with Saris and Wasps um, but I just the standard of the league isn't necessarily week on week that great. Um, so that was pretty good. But the good this week is going to go to Aaron Major. Um, the way he's handled absolutely everything. Obviously, last weekend and we were in the we were in this room in the pod last Monday. Uh, he wins the Anglo Welsh Cup on the Sunday as head coach, along with Jordan Murphy and, and Brett Deacon, who actually ran the ship for those Anglo Welsh games. Monday, the, the news broke as we were leaving here. I was on the train on the way back that Leicester had sacked him. Um, and uh, you know, I just think the way he's handled it. Leicester, the, the the board has kind of said to Aaron Major, if you want to go now, you can go. Uh, they're going to bring in uh, Matt O'Connor, who incidentally is a brilliant coach. Um, but Aaron said, no, no, I've been preparing this team for a few weeks to go to Northampton um, and get the victory. They're in a really good place in terms of where they were to where they are now. Uh, they've just broken into the top four as well. And for the club to change at this crucial time, I think is really bizarre timing. Um, but the way he handled himself all week in the media, he obviously prepped the team really well. They go over to Northampton and that Northampton team was bloody strong. You know, they they
1: were up for it, weren't they? They were ma-
3: they, they were mad keen for it. George North played really well, Dylan Hartley Pick'em started. Was, was awesome. Pick a was unbelievable. Um Leicester get the win, Aaron Major was nearly blessed, nearly in tears at the end of the game emotionally. Um, you know, he did a really smart interview before the game and I just think the way he's handled himself from this time last week to getting the victory over at Northampton. It deserves a massive amount of credit, and yeah. um, you know any club, Gloucester, if they're looking for a head coach, they're
1: not. They've signed someone.
3: Who they signed? Oh, Ackerman. Ackerman is that going? Yeah, gone. I had heard it was going through. Yeah, it's gone through. But even even Sir so, Ackerman get Major on your coaching team because Aaron Major is a top top bloke. Anyone that you speak to, I played with him, and his knowledge when I played with him, I'm going back to about 2007, I think it was. He was outstanding then as a coach, you speak to the guys and they think very highly of him. He cares about his players emotionally, which not a lot of coaches do, do they? Um, I think it's that's a big bloke. factor
0: with winning over the players yeah, in the is. changing
3: room. It is. So any club that gets him will be um, doing really well. So the good this week goes to Aaron Major. The bad. We talked about Bath. Absolute shambles in the second half, weren't they? What'd they ship? How many points did they ship in that second half? 36 or something, was it? It was a lot. 38 points or something like that. It was, you know, when you're in the top four, I know, Going to Sarries away is the toughest of games in the Premiership. Um, but you're in the top four, fight for your lives, and it just didn't seem much fight from them, did they? Um, so they got absolutely spanked. Newcastle as well, their flimsy defence um, down at Quinns. Newcastle actually had a chance to try and push to the, towards the top six, possibly seventh position to get that playoff game to maybe get into the Champions Cup for the first time in God knows how long for Newcastle um, to go down to Quinns and get absolutely humped. Wasn't nice and apparently Dean Richards went absolutely skits in the changing rooms. Did he? Yeah, he's torn them all a new one. So Newcastle weren't great. Bryce Heem's red card, you see that one? He absolutely emptied Willie LaRue in the air. Um Willie LaRue goes up for the high ball, he's just cleaned him out, lands on his head, straight red. That wasn't pretty. But we've got to go to Bristol's. We we mention them quite a bit in the bad, don't we?
1: Yeah.
3: They're playing their local rivals, Gloucester. They you see the rest of their games in the Premiership and it's a horrendous run. That was their lifeline, and it was just a lifeless performance from them. Um, they look a championship team completely. They've signed some unbelievable players for next year. The likes of Madigan, Lua Tua, um, two or three other big guys. They're going to fancy the trip over to Jersey, Rotherham away, all those big teams. Um, they're gone. So the bad this week has to go to Bristol. And then the ugly, it's got mentioned in the press, not particularly nice. The Grenoble boys, six of them, got done. Or accused of allegedly um getting involved with a girl that they shouldn't have got involved with, got hauled before the police. Not a good look for rugby. So the ugly goes to Grenoble and those no six players. Were
1: well, they a lot of French boys? I didn't say it.
3: No, it was there was a couple of Irish. Kiwi. I think there's only one French boy in it, to be honest. Yeah. What's uh, happened? A nice bit of a, story? Uh, well I no, don't I don't allegedly, um yeah. there was a they've been accused of rape, so uh, not nice. No. Not good for the game. Pretty ugly that.
0: Yeah. there we go Yeah, pretty so early. guys let's talk about um, the coming week a lot of exciting games um, we'll go to Leinster and Wasps you played there um, what are you expecting to see here
3: oh it's that's a massive game yeah um, and two very similar teams as well they have a very similar style yeah they, they both love attack and mm. you look at the game Leinster just got over the line against Cardiff at the weekend didn't they win him by one point um, they obviously rested a few players they've got a few injured he's lips out uh, Kearney's out as well isn't he mm. at fullback, so um, but then Wasps obviously played Worcester, and there was a bit of a expectation around Wasps and probably Lenz that they'd smash Cardiff, and that Wasps had smashed Worcester. Um, obviously both teams won. Wasps got the bonus point. They won forty points to thirty three. Dai Young wasn't particularly happy about the performance, but you know, when you got a backline of Cipriani at ten and Gopeth at twelve, and you got Elliot Daly to come back in the mix at thirteen, Christian Wade on one wing, Willie LaRue on the other wing, Curtly Beale at fullback. Not That's a, bad, a scary. It's not a bad backline, is it? <laughs> Joe Simpson or Dan Robson at nine? Probably be Dan Robson, I think. That's that is a spicy backline, and um, yeah, if they can get parity up front, um, it's. Uh, I desperately hope Wasps win. Um, going over to play at the Aviva Stadium as well. Um, Wasps won there last year in the in the Champions Cup, straight after the World Cup, and actually spanked Leinster at that point. But Leinster are a different beast this year under Leo Collins, Stuart Lancaster, and. Uh, be ahead of a game if Sexton's fit I think he controls it Um, you know if he repeats any sort of performance that he had for Ireland against England um I can see Leinster winning if Sexton isn't fit and he doesn't play there's only one winner there Wasps the boys he's singing their song I reckon, in the I reckon Leinster will win and
0: uh, the quarter obviously
3: dominated again by the French clubs Um your pick is Claremont against that yeah Claremont will beat Toulon I think Toulon's away form's been Pretty average. Um, you know, there's obviously a new coach coming in next year. Cockers will have them ramped up this week. Mike Ford will uh, you know, be leading them. I just don't see them going to Claremont and winning. Do you, Jim, what do you reckon?
1: I, I can't. The thing is with these big teams, and the big teams, I mean, big teams with world-class players, is they can turn it on for one-off games. Mm. So if anyone can go to Claremont and win in that game... It's too long. It's too long. Like we played there a couple of years ago in the semi-final. What a place to play. That Clermont. yeah. Oh, mm. Just immense, on you know, on a big, big game. I'm the same, I just can't see Toulon. I just don't think they've got the backbone. No, that's year. the thing.
3: They went to Stade Francais yesterday, last night, and were a real inept performance. Lost to Stade Francais. Stade Francais had something like 11th in the top 14. Yeah. And all the history that's gone on in the last sort of week, uh, Toulon were poor. Nonu was on the bench, didn't get that, unless he's got a niggle saving him for this week because um, you talk about world-class players, at some point he can turn it on, can't he? Mm. So, um, yeah, I can see Toulon um, struggling there. Claremont, obviously, uh, it's the one that they've never had, isn't it? Saracens did them a couple of years ago um, in the final, wasn't it? Toulon. Semi-final. Semi-final, that was 47 it, 47 yeah. points on Yeah, it. Toulon did, did them in the final. Toulon did them in the final, yeah. So uh, I can see Claremont going to the semis, but then probably choking again.
1: We'll see. It's, and uh,
0: uh, your your pick is monster to to beat Toulouse in yeah, Thomond Park.
3: Toulouse, I think Toulouse are down in ninth or tenth in the top fourteen. Um, lost again at the weekend. Maybe it's a good omen to lose the week before because it sort of reinvigorates the team. Um, I, I just think monster at home Park. Standard back dominating if Omani if he's on any sort of form as well. And uh, they've also got a good record against Toulouse. Yeah, they have. And the French, the classic old say and the French don't travel well do they yeah. okay. they'll get up for it you know it, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't
1: matter this is Munster won in the uh, the knockout stages last year were they? No, no no
3: this but is the, huge yeah, the way that they're
1: playing this year the way they're
3: playing this season they've had emotionally with everything that's gone on
1: yeah.
3: um, Munster will walk that I think
0: by I 20, think as 25 points well. I reckon
1: points. they'll win that
3: comfortably and there'll
0: probably be a feeling especially around the Saracens camp you'll probably expect to win against Glasgow I
1: don't. I know you can <laughs> <laughs> g- genuinely not I not I mean, what what uh, is the um, atmosphere like I mean are you the thing is that Saracens we prepared and it's not lip service at all I'm not just saying that because it's the right thing to say the coaches prepare for every game and we don't think about two weeks in front we think about the game here and now but there will be naturally an added edge to this week it's a huge game we've never played Glasgow before they're, they are a form team in Europe maybe not in the Pro 12 um, they're doing okay but they are, they're, they're a form team and I think Gregor Townsend came out um, after the after the, the last ball Stages game, or when they heard that he was going to play Saracens. He actually texted me at the beginning of the season and said, "Oh, I'd love to play you guys in the in the Champions Cup." Never thought it would have happened. Mm. Just obviously a lot needed to happen, but we're here. This is a huge game. It's a one-off game, and they've got some good players, and we'll be preparing accordingly. Um, but Allianz put, Allianz Park Stadium—they put a few more seats up. 15,000
3: 15, 15, I heard, yeah. 15,000. It's going to be seats, rocking. 15,000 seats. And you're still not going to hear a seat by the 7, Saracens fans. 7,000 <laughs> fans.
1: <laughs> there we go. A big Scottish
3: contingent coming down. I'm really excited, actually. It'd be a hell of a game, actually. Because yeah. if there's one team, you talk about this Saracens defence and, and how they play the game, there's a lot more to Saracens than just their defence. But it'll work one of two ways. Glasgow have obviously got the ability to rip any team to shreds. But they've also got the ability to... Because the way they play... To rip fast themselves and, to shreds. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Saracens, if they're... Defence is on form. You know, Brad Barrett will be leading that charge. There's no doubt Glasgow will try and run it out of their own 22, and that's for me. That's where Saracens are so dominant at times in terms of how they strangle a team and control a game. And um, you know, I can't wait to watch that because it's two contrasting styles in terms of the way you approach a game. But Saracens have got that ability to play fast and furious, and you know, as long as Jim doesn't touch it, they score one to tries. i it's, it's tell say what
1: Glasgow have got a good defence as well, without. Um, Having a snore off about rugby too much. No, no but, a yeah, lot of it all, a, good...
3: a lot of it will depend on Finn Russell, yeah. won't it? And you talk about you know you talk about lions and all that stuff. You know, you don't necessarily count Premiership games or anything like that or top Pro 12 games, Champions Cup quarterfinals, finals. Players sure. can play themselves mm. back into a Lions spot. Are you hearing anything Jim, like what? Jim, what I... Hamilton could play himself into. There's rumours, <laughs> you know, like rumours that Jim's going, and if he wants to fill in the grey boy at the weekend.
1: No, did Swenson get, get sent off he got sent off of that uh, short arm he'll be banned he's banned definitely Gone. I think if he, he'll have a hearing today or tomorrow but he'll be banned yeah so Jim's so it's, it. it's a chance for me to play myself out of the, are you already on <laughs> no, I'm already oh, okay, on okay, at the okay, minute okay. I'm already <laughs> on
0: so what's the is there any chart around the rugby world anything that you want to let us know any rumours Jim Dan Carter go on Sorry, no
1: Sorry, to to don't need a tent. to Newcastle DC? To, I heard. I'm oh, talking shit. <laughs> 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 you heard Toby Flood. Toby, Toby Flood is to Newcastle. Yeah, I've heard that as well. i um, heard that. Uh, I heard
3: Ed Griffiths went over to Paris. Ed Griffiths, ex-Saracen yeah, CEO. Yeah, th- th- that's been ongoing. That has. Went over to Paris trying to get not only Sergio Parisse to go to Worcester, but France, um, Mornay Stain as well. Yeah. As a ten. Would you want Mornay?
1: He looks absolutely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I think, was fucked.
3: <laughs> I think I think his interest levels at Paris, uh, St-Francois, so, uh, have waned. Let's Paris, just say that. Worcester. Well, it's
1: not down the road for me. The Cotswolds. He
3: Chel- can live in Cheltenham and get to the races. True.
1: I can oh, see Sergio with the tweed jacket on. Yeah, Do you um, He'd be a good lad to go ser- out, in the,
3: out in the piss with. Sergio certainly is. Yeah.
0: I
1: have been. Jim's got some oh. stories. Go on. Well, he's a good lad. He's a nice lad. Has he it? ever drank piss? You ever no, put No, nah, <laughs> he he, sm- he smokes like a chimney. He's classy. He's, he's he, would classy he would not so.
3: drink a pint of piss. Like he,
1: he smokes cigarettes, you know, with the the, the plastic cap <laughs> on the end. <laughs> with the gloves <laughs> on the barber on the barbarians, he was the captain. He was last man standing in the bar six in the morning. I was like, "There's no danger that Skips is going to be training tomorrow. He's there at breakfast." <sighs> Still puffing away. Shibo, how are you, oh, Sergio? I'm absolutely fucked. Okay, we go to train. And he was fine. Absolutely fine. Sweated a lot because he obviously he fucking he drank 25 pints. Very, very nice lad. Yeah. Very nice lad. He, he, I reckon he'd be keen to come on here. Fluent in English, fluent well, in Spanish. that would be helpful, yeah. Yeah, fluent in Spanish, fluent in French and Italian, obviously. So, like, really smart guy then. What a hero. Yeah. What a hero. Good-looking bastard as well, isn't he? Good-looking, <laughs> and I've got to say... I think you guys fancy him. No, I've seen it, I've seen... I've seen uh, it. Really? really? Hung like a squirrel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You,
1: you, you, you very rarely have the full package. Is it lost in the bush? Mate, hell of a bush. That, that's the um, the Latino way, though, isn't it? The bush. Yeah, Le Bush. Le bush, yeah. Le bush. Anything else? Any other rumours? Well, uh, there's the big one coming out this week. Um,
3: Carl Ferns, who signed for Gloucester. I heard that. Leon uh, basically trying to get him to go back on his deal with Gloucester and say, trying to keep him there. Um so there's that That's Parise's also been linked with Gloucester um, maybe he just wants to live in Cheltenham because Cheltenham's a bloody good place to live um, so Parise's been linked with Gloucester and Worcester but Carl Ferns the rumours today Gloucester have actually come out today and said no he's definitely coming he's got a contract signed
1: you uh, so could, could say that he, he didn't think Laurie Fisher was, was going to get yeah,
3: yeah problem is he signed sign a contract and we'll see Hey, Jim. Hey,
1: hey Goody. Yeah, mate, I hey,
3: retired. Goody. I signed hey, a contract. Goody. I didn't think my body was up to a full season, so I happily retired. London Irish, not so happy. Um, and then I came hey, out...
1: London Irish lost at the weekend.
3: Yeah, they lost a jersey. Yeah. 15-11, was it? Classic. Imagine that, mud bath. That'd be fucking awful. Proper rugby.
0: <laughs> yeah. Guys, thank you so much for coming on again. A um, couple of things to finish up, up on. Um, as usual, if you've enjoyed the podcast, give us a share on social media and a rating on iTunes. Also, the Matt Hampson Foundation... Uh, the Just Giving page is still going, um, so get your checkbooks out, because we need to get Big Goody back in the pitch. Nice. Uh, so if you know anyone, get them involved. Um, the Hambo Foundation is a fantastic cause, and we want to see Goody back in the midst again. You want to see the Red Likers? We want to
1: see that. The Red
3: Likers, the skin-tight shirt.
1: You know when you look back at photos, like pictures of yourself? Yes. What do you think? Do you think... Awesome. Silence. <laughs> you, Silence. Like when you look at because you look, I was trying to think, you know when you had that like, long hair yeah, in yeah, the of the Yeah, the mullet. Scullet, Scullet. Scullet, but it looked like, you look like a clown. Like genuinely. Oh, that's no, nice. No, 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 not like a stupid, like, boy, did it. Did it? You look like Krusty the clown. Krusty the clown. That's what I was looking for. Like, and do, you and look and back now, at, do you look back at pictures and think, fuck, look at me. What a lad. Look at me. What it was lad. just a
3: haircut made at all. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. No, happy with it. I was happy happy with my look all the way through. Still happy now.
1: Like gloves, light crews. Yeah, got leather. my hair
3: got my hair done. Happy mate. with the hair. <laughs> the lid's going strong. Hey but mate, that, just be just you know, you've got to be happy within yourself. I don't care what other people thought. Yeah. Well the only people that matter to me are the boss. Exactly. And the other boss.
1: You know, man from my own art. You see me walking around.
3: I think Car- for some reason Carolyn likes it. Maybe. as you know, Anna Grace
1: thinks I'm a yeah. half decent dad, so that'll do. Them women in the Avery as well at six o'clock. of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, How do you know? You, you went in there, were you? Never been. Yeah, shut
0: up, Jim. <laughs> All right, guys, well, thanks very much. It's been a blast as ever. Um, give us a share on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, it's yeah, been, well, a you, you, it's you, been a blast! It's been a blast! You won't be here next week. <laughs> uh, I'm gone, so... Cheers. <laughs>